last time. Son of a bitch. Oh, there we go. When's the last time you heard a podcast that truly did not give a damn about what people thought or said? It's been a while, right? Welcome to No Filter Radio. No Filter Radio. We have freedom of speech. Too bad nobody else uses it. If we think it, if we think it, we say it. We say it. And we say it how we want. From cultural issues to political issues. As a matter of fact, we cover any issues. Open your ears as we open our huge mouths. This is No Filter Radio, and this is your host, Mark G. What is happening, No Filter Radio? What is going on? All right, y'all, we're starting up. We had a hell of a show last night, and now we're going to roll into what we are discussing yesterday to into tonight's show. Pretty much because we are talking about business and how anybody could start a business. And I think we need to elaborate more into that uh, because there has been a journey that I've gone through that we're going to talk about tonight. And I do have two people on with me tonight. I've got my brother, Gary, Gary, what's happening. What's happening. You're a little low, by the way. I'm a little low. Yep, All right. Let me, little, turn, let me, or turn you got to get closer to your intro your before I said anything. All right. Yeah. Now, I'm turning it up now. Is that a lot better guys? Much better, much better. All right. So, and then we're also got Justin, a buddy of mine, also a fellow veteran who is joining in on the show. Justin, what is happening? What's going on, brother? All right. So not much right now, actually. We got snowed in last night. Nice. It's like 20 inches of freaking fluffy white shit outside my door now. Sounds like a good line. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so before we start talking, I do, because of everything going on right now in today's world, I do want to give a shout out to 912 United, a veteran owned company for my will not comply t-shirt. It is a phenomenal t-shirt <laughs> and uh, we'll, yes, sir. I was wearing this t-shirt when my insurance adjuster was in here and he loved it and asked where he could pick one up. So yeah, good shit. So last night's show, we were watching Justin. I'm not sure if you watched it last night, but we were talking, uh, we were doing over YouTube videos and stuff like that, TikTok videos. We were talking about the trucker convoy. Um, and during that conversation, we actually had a gentleman uh, jump in talking to us about finances and businesses and stuff like that and said, it's real. you have to have a business mind to start a business. And to be honest with you, you don't. You have to have the drive to succeed in order to start a business. And, and we're going to kind of talk about that. So during one of my shows you justin um you were listening to the story about how i got a tattoo right yeah okay and gary was talking to him about it gentlemen i now have something i'm going to show you here in a minute uh-oh i now well i've got a couple different things i should have sat there and took a picture of this before um i put it on the show but what i got to show you is this image Joe, oh dear God, hold on. Why is that blowing the fuck up like that? So I had my wife take a picture of the tattoo. But it's freaking zoomed. Oh, hold on. There we go. All right, I'm going to bring it up into the screen here so you guys can see it a lot better. And then we're going to go into story detail about this. Because it, it, it is quite an interesting story. And it has got me some shit <laughs> in the past. But... I did it to, you know, 
make my family survive and thrive uh, yep. when times are rough. So let's go over here. Go ahead and go to share the screen and go to image. Oh, dear God, why is it tripping out? I can see on your face that it's tripping Something's out. going on, yeah. All it's right. like flashing. It's got a little strobe action going on. It does. I'm going to hold on. Dear God. All right. Now you can't see it. Son of a bitch. All right. Well, that's kind of weird. That's tripping out like that. But y'all saw that image? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Okay. Now it's tripping out over there. But that's the tattoo, right? So I'm going to get that out of here. That is horrible. That is a malfunction at its best. <laughs> that was horrible. All right. It's out of there. So uh, when we were questioning when I did it, because obviously I got the tattoo prior to joining the uh, military. It was back in 2006. Matter of fact, there was an article written about it Wednesday, March 1st, 2006 in the Journal Tribune, which is a local newspaper here in Bitterford, Maine. And on the thing so, oh it doesn't show yeah guys give me i'm gonna i'm gonna take that off for right now people who are watching this podcast please don't mind my bird, dirty house i have five four children that live in my household i'm gonna go ahead and shut that off right now there we go a lot of pain for financial gain yep and then pretty cool part about this in here so as you can see, whoop, who's that ugly mug? Okay. There's a tattoo artist giving me a tattoo in the back of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that webcam, bro, is super annoying. Yes, it is. It's auto tracking. Yeah. Hold it up a tiny bit. Oh, okay. Whatever. I can hold on. Yeah, I see it. Yep. All right. So yeah, that's an interesting story, right? So prior to that, I've ran multiple businesses. Hold on, let me put this back on. Thank you. No more dirty house. Okay. <laughs> so Gary told me I should make a list of businesses that I have started over the time before I've got where I'm at now, and which I did. All these businesses I have started, and I call them failed businesses, but in all reality, they weren't failed businesses. There were my line on getting to where I'm at today. Uh, they may have, they may not be around anymore, but they helped teach me a lesson to make me grow and instill what I've learned from those businesses and bind them into one to make my current business fucking be where it's at. Right. So one of the first things I did was I actually did something kind of like podcasting before I actually had an online radio station called it assault okay. radio called what assault radio and and the wife just texted me and said the business was her idea so we're gonna get into that though we haven't got to that part yet dear so the wife is listening in on the podcast at work right now so <laughs> i haven't had my phone ready because i'm sure she's gonna hit me with a bunch of text uh, <laughs> so yes assault radio my, my my dj name my brother's gonna get a good kick out of this one my dj name on assault radio was dj pork what so <laughs> what what was that name dj pork well all right so this is back when yahoo was big right when everybody was chatting yahoo chat and they're having fun in yahoo so 
I was doing uh, cracking Yahoo names back in the day. This is back when you're actually able to run programs and you could crack Yahoo names and steal people's uh, Yahoo yeah. names. And they had like rare names. And one of the first ones I ever cracked was pork. So what's that say, John? Does that say Pornhub on the back of your neck? What? <laughs> no, John Tibbetts, it does not say Pornhub on the back of my neck. <laughs> it says Globat.com. DefyingGravity.com by Globat.com web hosting made easy. I pulled up Globat.com yeah. and they they still have that same logo. Yeah. Wow. They, they, yeah. they haven't changed. Yeah. No, it's like they're still <laughs> web hosting made simple. Yep. So that's wild, man. So since John Tibbs threw me off by a text message versus commenting on our video, for those who are watching, if you're on my personal Facebook page, please head over to No Filter Radio's live feed on No Filter Radio's Facebook page in order for us to see your comments. Um, so yeah, online radio, DJ Pork, Assault Radio was awesome. Um, I started up this little online radio station, had AOL Messenger up so people could send in requests. We did prank calls and stuff like that. It was fun. And I would make money by selling like little advertisements. If people wanted a shout out and stuff like that, they pay a little bit of money through PayPal and I'd do a shout out. Wasn't right. really, wasn't really making a living per se. I was delivering pizzas when I was doing this. It was more fun. I enjoyed, I've always wanted to be a radio disc jockey, right? But didn't, couldn't go to college, didn't really have time nor the funds to do the college. So I didn't proceed, uh, proceed with that lifestyle. Um, from there, at the same time I was doing that, I was also creating Yahoo hacking programs. That kind of rolls into it. Like we used to have these boot programs I would make and we'd sell them on uh, PayPal or, and what it was like, we had one that was called a multi PM bomb. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that, but when you're in a Yahoo chat room and you're arguing with people, right. And you get them like fired up and they're yelling at you and they're freaking screaming through the mic in this chat room, you hit the send button on this little program. And it would send over a thousand PMS private messages to their screen. So it'll go bling, 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 bling. And it just floods their fucking screen, <laughs> dude. And you'll hear the person on the mic fucking slamming the key. Motherfucking fuck this fucking bullshit. Fuck up. Dude, they flip the fuck. It was it's similar to a uh, DDoS attack. Yeah. Except for it was through Yahoo. And, and it just sent these. I freaking loved it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. John Tibbetts actually, he just posted, he loved it. He, he went on, uh, he was in Yahoo as uh, President Stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> that was his name on, on Yahoo, is President Stiffy. And, and it's funny because when he used to come into Yahoo chat rooms, he'd be coming and go, all rise, President Stiffy's in the house. <laughs> but yeah, it was good times, you know, so we did stuff like that. And interesting. I mean, did you guys ever play with Yahoo, Gary? Were you ever in the Yahoo chat rooms at all? Or? Um, yeah, uh, like AOL. I think I was I was in the AIM AOL chat yep. room days. Um, I'm I'm sure I had a, a Yahoo also, but uh, I think AOL was kind of where where I was hanging out. If I remember, yeah, correctly. AOL was predominant. Ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It's funny, though, because kids these days that are born anytime after, you know, X amount of times will never know what AOL's like. They'll never Bro, know. I that still eh, talk to people eh, at my work that are using AOL email, like really? whatever it is at AOL.com. And I'm just like, that's crazy. There's still a gang of people using the AOL. Yeah. I mean, AOL is insane. I used AOL quite a bit in my time. AOL was the shit as far as communicating with people. I remember radio stations using AOL, legit radio stations on online for people to send in requests to the shows and 
mm. all that stuff. It was great. So uh, back on track here to get to where I'm at today. Um, from there, I was trying other things like web hosting reselling. So basically you'd pay anywhere between 40 to 80 bucks and you get to rent a portion of a web server. And then you'd be able to sell web hosting, and get people C panels. So I'd sit there and say, okay, I want to sell you five gigs of the server space with X amount of bandwidth. And I'm going to charge you $10 and 99 cents a month for it. And I tried that out. I, Justin went away again. He's having issues. <laughs> so, you know, I, I did that and that, eh, that wasn't fun. So what was that all about? So you were, so you were basically doing like web hosting for folks. Yeah. Basically doing web hosting. I was renting a server or uh, portion of a server and you know, they rented it off of me. It, it was interesting. Uh, and it helped me learn quite a bit as far as like web programming, um, creating websites and stuff like that. That's when I started getting into all that. And I was like, wow, okay, mm -hmm. this is fun. I enjoyed it. You know, I stayed up quite a bit late at nights trying to figure out how to build this website, build that website, playing with PHP, HTML, and all that stuff it was great to learn now you asked me about php and html and i'm relearning it again as we speak because <laughs> i had to redo mm -hmm. no filter radio's website and yeah that took me a while i was like holy mm -hmm. shit, everything's changed from back when i did it yeah man html's gone to they they have a lot of javascript and now uh, there's typescript and then all however other many languages there are now right ruby on rails etc there's so much there's so much and it's changed like completely yeah, I mean, man. back in the day, I don't even know if visual basics is still a thing, but like when we made the Yahoo programs, we used a program called visual basics and that's how we did a lot of our programming with, mm -hmm. um, it was, it was good. And then, you know, so I went from that and then I started an eBay drop-off store. This is when I started learning more about eBay. And I partnered up with this guy who owned quite a business. I'll tell you your biggest fail. Oh boy, here we go with John. Uh, so, <laughs> so Neil say, you know, I partnered up with this gentleman. Um, he's an older guy. He's owned multiple businesses here in the, in the city of Biddeford. And, you know, he's on a check cashing place. He started up a cell phone uh, store. He helped, I partnered that. And he just, he asked me about this and I said, let's do it. So we signed up and, and we, I did it. We opened up a storefront. He already owned the building. And then I think where we went wrong um was he turned my ebay drop-off store into a convenience store like the the original concept was people are supposed to bring in items we earn a commission off of their items that we sell right okay but he was like oh well we need something to attract them more so next thing you know we're going to sam's club we're buying sodas and we're buying chips and we're stocking all the shelves for people to buy food items in a store that should be strictly for eBay drop-off. Hmm. And John, yes, I will be talking about that in a minute. <laughs> so now let's get to the fun part. I've learned eBay now, right? I'm dabbling in eBay. And this is when we're getting closer to the neck tattoo. I started selling weird items on uh, eBay because everything weird at that time was selling this is when the grilled cheese sandwich that had jesus's face in it was freaking huge and it went for like a million dollars right i'm like holy shit like is this the mystery nice. boxes yes the mystery boxes the freaking ghost box you know this is when uh -oh. the shit was big and it's blowing up 
So before I started selling shit, I create, I did create a website. The website John's talking about is weirdebay.com. I actually bought the domain name and I created a website for it. And we used to scavenge through all the scavenge through eBay and post all these weird eBay auctions that we'd find anything from the fucking, the toast, the pan, the French fry, uh, the Cheeto, the Cheeto that looked like Abraham Lincoln. We had all that on the website, dude. Right. So we were posting yeah. them and people going, we'd sell advertisement state on the website. I did. I sold the website for like a thousand bucks. I was an idiot. I was definitely an idiot, but granted now I don't think there is much weird shit on eBay anymore. So it would have been a dying bad at some point. But um, it was actually weird eBay.com, right? Yeah, it was, you have your own domain. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, did you sell it? You didn't sell that to eBay, right? Who, no, what, who bought? I sold it in an auction. Random... Yeah. I sold it on eBay. <laughs> oh, you sold it? I sold on it on eBay. eBay as well. Yep. Interesting. So Interesting. I, I ran it for about, I want to say five months and then I ended up selling it on eBay. Hmm. Um, but during, during that time though, I did, I sold, um, a bunch of weird shit on eBay. Right. So I, I wanted to get, I wanted to try my mix in it. So before I did the whole neck tattoo, I was trying to do shit. So I sold a shoe box with a light bulb in the center. I literally just jammed the light bulb in the center of the shoe box. And I put a bunch of thumbtacks inside the shoe box. I called it the haunted ghost trap. I made up this elaborate story, how this, uh, ghost trap, has caught multiple ghosts. And when it catches the ghost, the light bulb in the center lights up. I started the auction off at $1. That shoe box sold for $225. It's not bad. Right. That's uh, pretty impressive Tibbets. Right. If that's legit Tibbets, I, I want to see the proof. Just text me an image Tibbets. Something. <laughs> right. right? Some, I need to see proof. Sort of, uh proof of purchase or something right <laughs> so needless to say I, that shoe box is sold for 225 bucks it, it friggin it made me laugh literally um, just a shoe box full of tax and a light bulb shoved yeah in the center it, of it. no it wasn't the light, no bulb tax light up right like no, there was the nothing light, no there was nothing nothing attached to the light bulb dude i just jammed the light bulb in the middle of the shoe box and took a bunch of thumbtacks and stuck them inside like not inside the shoe box like i poked them through so there you saw the design of it I, uh, I bedazzled it. <laughs> okay. Weird, and I sold it. Damn. 225, huh? Right. $225. And then I decided to have fun with the whole um, mystery gift cards. Hmm. Okay. Now, mind you, when you're selling this, do you feel bad a little bit? Maybe because you don't know who's buying it. There's somebody out there taking a chance, right? But they're gambling. So I went to 7-Eleven and I bought a $50 7-Eleven gift card. I made up this elaborate story that my rich father <laughs> bought me this gift card far to rich, right? far from rich, <laughs> far from rich. <laughs> <laughs> bought, bought, bought me this gift card to help me out through my college times. And I never touched it. Blah, 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 blah. I just made up this brand phenomenal story. And the thing sold for well over 400 bucks. Jesus. Needless to say, the person was not happy, but I did have a lot of people defend me saying, because I sold it as a mystery gift card. You don't know. And I did mention in the thing that it could range from a dollar up to a few hundred dollars, right? I didn't put a thousands. I just put for a few hundred dollars. I was out to make a quick buck to feed my family at this time. So 
that's what I made. I made a few hundred bucks. So did you start the bidding at like 50 bucks or some shit? Or no, how did that work? I, I started almost all my auctions at $1. Okay. Uh, even some of the legit so you, items. Even I you could have come up short on that if it didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, I could have lost money. All right. It, it was right. a shot in the dark, but I had to try it, right? So I For did. Sure, yeah. And it sold. I was freaking excited that it sold. I was like, holy shit. And John goes, LOL, scumbag. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? It was a mystery item. They were taking a chance or a game. When you buy a scratch ticket for $25, you're taking a gamble. You're either A, going to lose that $25. You're going to go Most big. Most likely going to lose that 25 bucks. But, I mean, then again, you are you could possibly win what you put into it as well. But it's a game. When I, when I was buying scratchers, dude, I fucking I think I only bought like two or three of those twenty dollar ones because they kicked me in the balls every time. Right. And I was like that shit, <laughs> and it'd be crazy because like there was a guy that was my neighbor, dude. That fucker, like he just had luck on his side. He would go down to Seven Eleven for like a hundred bucks, and he would buy a hundred dollars worth of scratchers and leave like always in the fucking green. I never understood it. <laughs> Dude, it was weird, man. So I buy every couple, like couple of weeks, or whatever. I, the gas station we stop at one of my accounts. There it goes zooming in on me. Um, every couple hours of one of my accounts that we go to, um, I'll stop at the gas station to buy a couple of scratchers. There was one old man that won twice in there. He uh, won a million dollars off a twenty-five dollars scratch ticket. He still lives in the trailer that he lived in. I've heard this from the store reps. So he still lives in the trailers and he just made it a double wide. Um, and, you know, he's still working. And yeah. And then he played again and won another 500,000. Damn. So the guys made it pretty big. Right. Wow. No, John, we're not selling. They're not selling 25 scratch tickets for $400. <laughs> All right. But hey, it, it, at the time, that's how I made my, I fed my family and I made it. So let's say, so after all this is selling, this is when I saw my first body advertisement on eBay. There was a guy who sold advertisement. It was a 30 day temporary tattoo hmm. on his forehead. Oof. Yeah. I'm not sure if you ever seen the scene that he made national news and everything else. So he did a 30 day temporary tattoo on his forehead. He made it big. I can't remember who bought it. It was some big corporation that actually bought, bought the advertisement space on his forehead. And I'm sat there and I'm thinking, mind you, at this time, we're living in public housing, I'm delivering pizza. So I'm not making much. I'm on food stamps. I'm on TANF. You know, I'm on everything at this point. So how am I going to make money? How am I going to uh, provide for my family? I need to, I need to do something. I'm seeing this, right? So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go one up on this guy. Now, mind you, he's the first ever to do it. So he made, he made big money. He made something like fucking, I think it was like 30 to $40,000 for that. I'd have to look it up again. Uh, it might even be more, to be honest with you. I'd have to go man. back and Google it. Uh, man sells forehead on eBay. Uh, so I was like, all right, you know what? I like this. So I'm going to go one up on him and I'm going to sell permanent advertisement on the back of my neck. So I took the picture of the back of my neck. I said, I will advertise your business on the back of my neck. You tattoo as long as it is not anything vulgar, racist or anything in that matter. I will put it on the back of my neck. Once again, I started paying off at a dollar, but <sighs> But I did have a threshold of five G's. Okay. Like a minimum, right? Minimum of 5,000. Mm. And it got hyped up. I was on uh, 
in newspapers. I was on radio stations. I was on in the news uh, for a man who's selling the back of his neck on eBay to try to raise money to support his family. Um, I, the bidding went up for a while. And when I first started, before I got any national media attention, I want to say the bidding only went up to a few hundred. No one hit the reserve. And once I started getting on media and stuff like that, it went up even more. It went up into a couple grand and then it kind of died out. And then I had the company Globat actually hit me up, say, Hey, what is the minimum reserve? We're loving your ad. What is your minimum reserve? So I, I told him, I said, listen, man, it's only 5,000. And this, this time, mind you, it's close to Christmas. So that that's what I ended up using the money for. I use it for Christmas shopping, stuff like that for the kids and sure as shit. Right after that email, there was a bid for five G's and I got it done and they, they came out there. They had a representative come out. We had a newspaper there. Um, taken, as you saw here in the paper that my wife found, I can't hold it up now because of the background, but right. as you saw at the beginning of the episode and the newspaper, <clears throat> they showed it and yeah, it was an interesting experience and I still have the tattoo Did, uh, to on, your, on your social, share that photo on your social. Yeah, I will. I'll post it right on no filter radios, uh, Facebook page when the sh when the show's over so yeah, people can yeah. see it. But yeah, I mean, do, do I regret getting a tattoo? No, because it's a story of my life, right? It's a staple of showing what my dedication is to make my family thrive and where I want to go in life. So oh. no, it's not, I don't regret it at all. I, I still love telling the story and some people are like, holy shit. And some people give me that weird look like, what the fuck? You know, I, I don't care. It's my hey, man, life. My times call for desperate measures. You know, That's like it. you did what you had to do to put food on the fucking table. So right. people could talk shit all they want, but you know, they're not, they're not going like full stop to take care of their family. Right. So the, the reason why we're doing this podcast too, for everybody who's wanting to know, I do kind of want to reiterate um, why I'm telling my story uh, today. Number one, so you get to know who I am and where I'm coming from, uh, my trials and tribulations. Uh, also, because a gentleman yesterday on YouTube was making a comment how hard it is to start a business, and, and I kind of want to go into that. And he was also saying some shit like the system is rigged and capitalism is broken, which yeah. is complete horse shit. Right. Like I, I get where he's coming from because he feels like he's being pressed down by the man, but you know, there's there's more than enough opportunity right now. Right. There definitely is. And and there's so many doors opened up, either from physically working to freaking online. There really is there's so many opportunities for people. So yeah. with that, all that being said, after I did this whole eBay thing and stuff like that. Um, I started going into multi-level marketing. I went into selling Sensi. And for those who don't know, maybe I think Sensi's still around, but Sensi's these little wax melting candles. They plug into the wall and it lets off the scent and it lets off an aroma. It's better than lighting a candle in your house with flame. I think now they're probably doing like the essential oils or some shit. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's all they were too. I think the wax was just essential oils in the wax oh, okay. that made a smell. Okay. But yeah, so, you know, I did the whole Sensi thing. I tried it out. I did the whole online party, having people come to the house and order it. And, you know, I tried that. And, eh, I made a little bit of money, not the best, because number one, I was working on the knee, somebody. And, and like my wife was talking about earlier when you and I were on the phone, those who really thrive and do well in multi-level marketing, those who got into the game early and already got the territory covered. And, and that goes for any multi-level. If one was to start up today, and they started getting people say in my town, 
the first three people they set up in my town are going to be the first three people who make a fucking bank. Anybody else after that is not going to do as well because those three already hit up the whole network and their network got everybody else and they brought in their friends and then boom, now these guys are making a fucking bank because it just started. Yeah. Uh, and that and that's why multi-level marketing really does suck. It's great for the people who jump in early, but it definitely sucks for those who jump in late. And I was a latecomer when it came to the Sensi. And you you've also suffered a little bit in the old multi-level marketing. Oh yeah, Herbalife. I got I got caught up in the whole Herbalife <laughs> multi-level marketing thing because uh, a couple of people I knew were doing it and they were having some success. And um, I'm I'm a pretty health-oriented person, and so I uh, I got sold on the bullshit. Um, I'm just glad that I didn't. I guess I was uh I was slightly fortunate because I I was I was broke. Right. For one. So I couldn't afford to buy all of the bullshit product that they try to like talk you into buying. Like you got to buy $5,000 worth of this. And it's like the startup costs. Right. So right. I think I, I kind of lucked out in the sense that when I was doing it, I just, I was in such a hard spot financially that I couldn't fuck myself even harder. But yeah, multi-level marketing, man, is uh, those people were doing good. Those the people, a couple of my friends were killing it with the Herbalife thing, but uh, yeah, that that was a very short-lived experiment, at least on my part. Yeah, multi-level marketing is very interesting. I mean, as I look at it now, it's genius. Oh shoot, that's right. Even though, like the Lululemon, right? Yeah, or Lululemon or whatever the fuck it is, that shit's multi-level, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right? talking about the uh, woman's um, tight. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. The spandex pants or whatnot. Yeah. So yeah. it's genius, right? If you could take a product and actually get mass amounts of it and set up a network for people to sell it for you, it's fucking genius. It really yeah. is. If I could start one today and it was my own product, my brand, and it actually would sell, I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, but I would try, I would try to figure it out how everybody who jumps in could make money. <clears throat> like have territories locked down for individuals. Okay. You want to do this territory. This be your territory. If someone picks up another territory, that's how you'd make your commission off of them. But you would be set with a certain amount of territory because once somebody, if they can have unlimited area to territories, they're obviously they're done for they're, they're mm -hmm. cooking the freaking market. Hmm. It's interesting. I, it I, is. I mean, whoever came up with it originally, I don't know who I'd really wish I looked into that more, but whoever thought of MLM. Just some, some scam artist. Right. And you think about it though, everything. Or it might even have been a, like a legit way that somebody might've started like a legit company, right? Like right. Herbalife has a, a real headquarters. They have a real corporate office. They have multiple distribution centers. Like they're a legit business. Like they, I, they're there. I went to their court, their headquarters in Torrance, California. Like I seen the fucking building. It's on like Vermont and one ninetieth. Oh, no shit. Gigantic fucking building. And there's a security guard before you even get in the bitch. Uh, like, like it's crazy. It's no like shit. a big legit business. So it, it, it's amazing. Right? So like people that come up with these ideas and that's why I want to kind of stop at real quickly and kind of elaborate on when people like, it's so hard to start a business. It's not. You really just got to sit there and brainstorm what you want to do, what you're good at. There was a kid who back in the day, this is way before, you know, a lot of advertisements up who 
made this web script had 1 million little boxes like the fucking boxes were tiny dude they're probably about yeah yes. big okay 1 million of these little boxes it's a website it's a he pixels sold, yeah pixels the pixels yeah and like he pixels. sold advertisement $1 per pixel his goal was to raise 1 million dollars so he could pay for college and live life comfortably sure as shit this kid blew the fuck up he made his million he actually had increased the pixels to make more money because people were slaying him for it dude this kid was fucking genius and then of course he had his copycats right people tried doing a the copycat they never did as good as him because he was the original creator of it and the original mindset person that's like this is what i want to fucking do he did it a million fucking boom he was done yes. that's yep. fucking genius yep and that's all it takes it takes one idea especially if it's unique if you can come up with that one unique idea you're fucking golden i don't know if i want to give these guys a shout out is it cool to give random dope folks that we follow a shout out on definitely here, right? go for it so dollar sign empire if you don't follow them on instagram like these guys are pretty dope in my opinion they uh they're walking around like some balling ass part of florida or some shit and uh they just literally are they're fucking dope that one dude's got a camera and one dude's walking in they're just walking in the street through traffic and they go up to like pimping ass cars and they're just like what the fuck is your business oh dude is that the dude like dude i like your car what do you do is that the dude i don't know i don't know but i mean that's that's my philosophy i, I see someone in a fucking maserati i'm just like what is what do you do like right. i'm curious like you're driving a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car i would be happy to make 250 a fucking year you <laughs> drop that shit on a vehicle what right? is your what is your profession you know but no these guys walk around in the street they just talk to people they're asking people like What's your value proposition? What makes you better than the people in your company, like in your market, right? They just, they, they're asking pretty poignant questions to random strangers. People are pissed at them fucking honking and they're just like, shut the fuck up. Like they're just, they're getting their, they're getting their content and they're, they're making networks. They're getting business cards. People know who they are now. Right. Right. So point being is one of the people that they spoke to was just some guy and they're just like, so like, what is your business? He's like, I just pick up shit. <laughs> and they're like, what does that mean? He's Dog like, shit. we, we pick up shit. <laughs> and the guy was like, poop, like actual, he's like, yeah. He's like, how do you, how do you find it? He's like, you, you look for it. <laughs> and the guy, it was just like, it was like, it was too simple of a concept. Like the, the dollar right. sign empire guy was like, he was kind of struggling with it, you know, like like the guy i think he said that he was making like five hundred thousand dollars a year just like Holy going shit. around picking up shit. like basically there's people this is a business like people will go to your backyard and pick up your dog shit. they just go in and clean up shit. yeah like you want me to pick up your shit? like you don't want to go in your backyard and pick up shit. right right that's 20 minutes of your day but if you can spend 20 bucks or 40 i don't know what their fucking pricing is but x dollars to have dude come over and pick up your dog shit every week right people pay for that that's fucking nuts especially if they have two big ass great danes and a fucking quarter acre they don't want to go out there and find those logs right. you know i'm trying so to like find some, some dude to go and do it a log that's like this laying in your backyard yeah it's just yeah. like your log it looks like you went out there and dropped one but it's from your giant ass great Dane. right but like that's that's a business you know what i mean so it's like everyone's always trying to like oh i need to come up with this like fancy software and make a unicorn company or <laughs> 
some sort of disruptive technology like Uber disrupting the taxis or whatever. It's like, you really don't like, you don't need some really fancy high tech groundbreaking industry disrupting idea to make like a really reasonable living $500,000 a year is no joke. And dude goes around picking up shit. All right. So I got on my personal Facebook page, uh, Evan Porter post posted says, I don't know. My mom's Dane's logs are as big as my forearm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right? Like, and you probably don't want to go and grab that shit. Right? So right. there's some dude or lady out there who's willing to, for a, for a fee. So that's, that's a very that's, that's intelligent viable business. Yeah. That's fucking intelligent to be honest with you. Right. And like, especially if you know the areas that have a high population of dogs, like you probably go to the city town hall, ask how many uh, dogs are registered in that city. And that bam. gives you a, it gives you a concept. Okay. Go to any vet, go to any like pet grooming place, leave your business cards, your yeah. cards. Like it's, it would be a very lucrative business probably pretty quickly to just go around picking Pick up, up shit. shit so for anybody listening to this podcast right now do a little google duck duck go search in your browser and see if there's any dog shitting, <laughs> dog pickup shitting businesses in your area or in your state and if not i would jump on that shit man. that's a solid business yeah. that's a solid business i don't know I don't know what this guy's pricing structure is. So maybe go on to that dollar sign empires Instagram, it, right? look for that post with dude driving his fucking little Corolla with an old <laughs> shitty magnet on the door. <laughs> go to that guy's website, maybe even fucking call him and pretend you got a dog. I don't know. Find out how much that shit costs and like, don't undercut the market. Do not undercut the market. Charge a fucking nominal fee. Yeah, we'll people, people want to like undercut pricing and it's like, you don't need to do that. Like you can charge, you can charge more. And, uh, as long as you're delivering on that value, people will gladly pay the people who are looking for the cheapest price are going to be the biggest pain in the ass customer too, by the way. So right. if you find people who are willing to pay top dollar, they're going to be the chillest people to work for. So whatever industry you're in or whatever job or company business entrepreneurial project you want to do. If you're good, if you're legitimately good, you, you can charge top dollar and yes. you will get the right clientele. I promise. That, that's interesting. I never heard of, I never even would have thought of doing a business like that. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, like, it's like, fucking, what, what kind of business idea is there? Like, you don't need right? to be a graphic designer. You don't need to be a fucking, a CNC machinist. Like you, there's shovel, a car and a, like the little pooper scooper right well that's like the guy here in maine that made it big in the media rent a husband what yeah you never heard that no. business no that's so, funny so it's not you know it's not like renting a husband who you gotta fucking sleep with have sex and shit no but yeah. it's a male prostitution <laughs> right that's like that's, that's illegal bro right. no it's actually a handyman here? business or do shit around the house and that's what type oh, of business. Really? yeah so the guy just created the business called rent a husband and like dude I made millions hanging of up pictures person. and putting up yeah. shelves and that's it doing everything that if well, a woman doesn't have a husband basically. right or a husband passed away or whatever and she can't yeah. handle the tasks she'd rent a husband and the husband come in and do all those tasks for her or for him yeah. I, i'm not gonna exclude yeah for him or her yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> how dare you assume i, I know I that's we already it. cancel culture is coming after me now god <laughs> damn it 
<laughs> Speaking of cancel culture, I want to get back on the subject here, but yeah. Joe Rogan. Okay. Did you read the latest? Spotify is adding a new rule hmm. and going to make it even harder now for misinformation to hmm. be spread. And if you continue to do so, I think you're going to get X amount of strikes. They boot you off the system. They're doing this because more libtards, sorry, don't cancel me, are complaining and taking their music off Spotify. Good, let them. Uh, listen, I, last time I checked, we live in America. Freedom of speech is big. I don't care what, well, what side are they going to. Are they really trying to threaten Joe Rogan? Yeah, if he gets no, the, strike, the, the threat Joe Rogan. They now. paid that fucker over a hundred million dollars. He is the last person they're taking off, right? And if they do kick him off, he can do his own thing, and he's his audience will never go away. No, so not at all. Him. But yeah, so look at when we're done with the podcast. Look that up and look into that story. I'm going to we'll, look it up because that's I'm curious about that. All right, that's, we'll we'll that's, talk more about that in another podcast. We'll, I'm trying yeah. to stay on track. But I, I just thought about it and I want to let you know about it because I was like insane. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like, that's an interesting one. I'm curious about that one. I'm sorry, but freedom of speech is something that should never be taken away. And now it's people are threatening about it because we don't go with the agenda. And I really don't care what side of anybody's political fence you're on. That's going to scare the hell out of anybody. To have that much control over speech, even if it's a private company, it's still fucking scary. And it's like there's just a bunch of like the people that hate Joe Rogan don't listen to him. Right. right. And it's just because he's got experts on there, like legitimate experts, Nobel laureate fucking like real geniuses in their field that are on there. It's not a bunch of MMA dudes trying to talk about fucking science like right. these are actual professors these are actual brains these are actual people who are very well educated they are experts in their field just because the people don't like what the experts are saying like i don't like the fact that we die but that's a fact god you know, damn it gary who, you gotta, who can i cancel because we die you gotta you cancel know? dying altogether you gotta cancel death man you cancel death altogether and i cancel death like it. everybody like, that's gonna die you gotta put them on a vent right off the bat they yeah. can't die they're gonna be friggin vented and live forever it's weird right like just because you don't like it just because you don't like the information just because it makes you uncomfortable uh a you don't have to listen to it that's one thing you just yep. don't you don't have to listen to it. And I understand that you're hearing things that make you uncomfortable, but maybe it makes you uncomfortable because you know deep down that it's right. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know, man, but it's, it's weird. It's, <laughs> it's weird. fucking absolutely weird. Yeah. All right. So now we're like, we're doing our ADHD thing. We just went. Phew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hold on. <laughs> Let's get back on topic. So, so what was the last thing we were talking about? We were talking about the whole set MLM. You were talking about the guys, like the business that started fucking picking up shit, made good money. Um, Okay, we got Eric Kirk says he's listening over in Podbean and watching here on Twitch. Welcome in, Eric Kirk. Glad you're in, brother. Right I do see that you quoted a tweet last night about Joe Rogan and Spotify. I do see that over there in Podbean. Um, let me do take a quick moment, though, just to reiterate to everybody. So if you're listening right now on new Apple, uh, Spotify, and so forth right now, we are recording live, and I do not edit out any of the bloopers and stuff like that that happened during the show. I think I like to keep my podcast run unedited because it makes it more natural to what our viewers are seeing as we're recording live on the video. If you ever want to watch us live, we are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, etc., And we're now also on TikTok. And I figured out how to get my co-hosts over to TikTok. 
And my message to TikTok people, we actually got some people over there. Uh, even Stuffy McDuffie is one of the names right now watching. Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, for you all watching cool, over man. on Stuffy TikTok, McDuffie. if the video feed goes out before I actually end the show, please note that we will come back on live. And we figured out after an hour and a half of going live on the PC, TikTok boots us out and we have to restart it. Um, other than that, let's get back to the show. Yeah. So, so what was that last one? So we were talking about that dollar sign empire, dollar but it was empire, after yeah. where we passed Globat, we were on, we're the past. So we're over to my next business uh, venture that I tried out, which was the weird eBay, right? No, we already went talking about weird eBay. Okay. We're now we're on to selling Kirby's Kirby's. Yes. dude. Oh, no, we, yeah. The vacuum, Kirby's. the vacuum, vacuum right? that sucks up fucking biggest. Though, right? It's a legit. Oh, dude. The va vacuum's badass, but it was like a $4,000 vacuum. But it's legit. Oh, it's fucking dude. The fucking vacuum is phenomenal. But and, and, and the system four grand. But the system was is they would have a schedule, right? They'd have a people come in, they'd make the phone calls, tell people, hey, we'd like to set up for a free presentation, free vacuum in your house. <clears throat> we'd send the person out there, they distribute the vacuum to you. And what always sold the vacuum is when you vacuum the bed. The bed. The bed. So part of the demonstration is you would take a white sheet. And you would lay it in the top of the canister where the, the bag goes in the top of the canister and you'd latch it and you'd vacuum the bed. And when you're done vacuuming in the bed, you'd open it up and you legitimately see the dust from your body left behind on that paper, as well as the mites. So oh, wow. once, once the people saw the body mites and the fucking flakes that comes off your body, it always typically sold the fucking vacuum at that point because people are like, what the fuck? I sleep with this shit. And you're like, yeah, dude, you sleep with bugs every night. Every night. Like they live on you. They live in your, yeah. live, live on your skin. And, and, and it was fucking, oh, wait, I got um a message. Oh, man, Amanda said it was black. The wife said it was, was black. black. I'm guessing she's talking about the stuff that would come out of the vacuum from the bed. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, man. I mean, that's uh, that's real, right? Right. Yeah, it is what it is. And, but yeah. So those vacuums would just suck all that up. That would suck it right up, dude. And then it also suck up the old Texas BBs. Have you ever seen those? So Texas BBs is a big ass metal ball about yay big. Okay. And you just stick the hose rip to it. They go right up. And you hear clunk right in the fucking shit. It was fucking. It was awesome. All right. Interesting. Um. Oh, okay. The sheet I used wasn't a white sheet. Sorry. It was a black sheet I used in the vacuum. That's what she was saying. Mm, mm, mm. Here's the wording of the quote that I wrote last night. It would be foolish for Spotify to dump Joe Rogan. If they was to dump Joe Rogan's podcast to appease the woke. Can oh, sorry. Cancel culture uh, crowd. Rogan would be laughing all the way to the bank, right? Spotify can't afford to go to the poor house. If Rogan is smart, I'd suggest doing a rumble video too. Like, uh, yeah, whatever Rogan's doing, he's doing the right thing. I, basically, if, if you're doing anything that is causing this much upheaval, in my opinion, you're doing the right thing. Right. People only hate the greats. So and if you're if you're doing something great, you're going to you're going to get a lot of pushback because it makes people uncomfortable. Right. So John's asked about the, um, the Kirby's. How did how much money did you make? So typically you'd make right around, um, I think it's like two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars per sale off of the vacuums um you gotta be selling two vacuums a day though for yeah that you gotta make some good money man. right and then as far as if and when you first start out with the business right because it's always a guy who's the reseller of it he's the one that 
manages the business, got his telesales company. So you're working not for him, but you're working as an independent contractor with him. Um, so they would typically start you out with a couple hundred bucks a week to get you going. So you're not empty pocketed. But once you got going, um, if you didn't sell, you didn't make money. Yeah. You walk out with nothing in your pocket. Kind of like car salesmen. I don't think car salesmen have a legit income unless they sell a car. I, I had one job like that that I think I lasted like a week or two at. I was I was pretty new to sales and um oh, I can't even remember the name of this the company, but like so they would buy a shitload of uh, speakers, like home theater speakers from I don't know, fucking ABC company. And uh what we would do as sales reps, I think there was like five white unmarked big ass vans sketchy so we would <laughs> load these vans up with speakers and we would drive around southern california and we would just have the windows down every fucking person that we would see if they looked over at us we would just be like do you want speakers and they'd be like what and it's like just pull over go to the gas station and this People is in Cali. Fucking pull over and go to the gas station we jump out open the door got a van full of speakers a clipboard and a magazine and just boom here's the fucking speakers that we're selling right now 1200 bucks if you were to buy them brand new i'll sell you the set right now for 600 bucks just magazines dude you just remind me i i can't yeah. remember where i was living and at so the time go ahead we would sell that shit, bro like it was a gnarly hustle and um the dude i was partnered up with was a fucking straight up hustler he sold an entire van load to one dude in a home home depot parking lot damn i went out wrote a thirty thousand dollar check we went and we cashed that shit. yeah with the dude with us so we made sure that money was real it cleared <laughs> no shit. and we gave we loaded up the back of his fucking pickup with all of those speakers he and he was like what am i supposed to do with this and we're like we don't care right like they belong to you now bro and then we went back to dude's house and we just got high for the rest of the day just smoked some food. <laughs> but like that was the craziest thing i'd ever seen like i never seen a motherfucker hustle like that before it was i don't know i think i think i was there for a few more days and i bounced i was like this is a little too that's a little too much hustle for me i'm not i'm not that guy but so you speaking of hustling, you reminded me of this video. I want to play this video of a guy, like the ultimate salesperson I've ever met. This guy's great. But before I get Selling to him, spray. Yes. I yeah, just pulled up his video. Great. Okay. I just pulled up his video. Uh, but before I get that, you, it's funny because you're telling me about the, um, whole magazine thing. I actually sold magazines on the road and, and it was funny. Cause I can't remember where I was living. I think it was Colorado Springs at the time I was living with my aunt and uncle out in Colorado Springs. And I think that's where I got hooked up with this place. And it was kind of a sketchy thing, right? They put you up in a hotel. Uh, you would stay out of a hotel and then you all get loaded up in a van and they drop you off in a neighborhood and you just go door to door to door to door trying to sell these magazine subscriptions to people. It was ridiculous. I can vaguely remember it, but I think that I did that out in Colorado Springs. Like that's a hustle, right? Like yeah, it's a hustle. That's like so I got Kenny Brooks here. Let me get the screen shared. This guy is yeah. phenomenal. For those who don't know or don't think you can't sell stuff, you definitely can. And this guy, Kenny Brooks, is an inspiration to every salesman. Like this guy is fucking Now, with phenomenal. that being said, though, the way this guy sells <laughs> is genius. Like I can't Pure sell genius. like this. It's not my mentality. It's not my style. But 
everybody's got their own unique flavor and this guy is just fucking hilarious this guy's the shit he this is. Guy is the shit he's got multiple videos on uh youtube and stuff like that if anybody ever wants to check him out well, let me go ahead and play this one here uh gary yeah. give me a thumbs up the audio is good when i play it and if not i'll turn it up That's why I ran over here with the San Diego Chargers now. Yeah. Hot Friday. We got the best thing since Antonio Gates. Remember him? Yeah. Only six in a row. I know that with there. You got to stay strong. (laughs) (laughs) I like you already. The only reason why I stopped by, he actually, this is my conductor right here Uh because I'm taking this Tony Robbins course. And I'm all over the web like a tarantula. Uh You familiar with Tony Robbins? High five. Because they said you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Okay. Your neighbor was just working me like a Hebrew slave. <laughs> I'm surprised I ain't sweating no more bullfrogs mixed with lizard. Now, you would agree black is beautiful, right? Yeah. Now, you don't got to buy nothing there, but I ain't talking about Obama. But look, say you got this in your favorite shirt, carpet clothes out of laundry. That was a pet stain. Would you yeah. agree that's hard to get out? Yeah. Would you throw it out, shout it out, or would you get a stick of dynamite to blow it out? Kobe Bryant to shoot it out? <laughs> Or would you have OJ stab it out? Now, your neighbors told me bleach there, but watch this right here. You know you can't use bleach on colors, right? Mm-hmm. Look, this is safe on colors, see? That's why we didn't sell it to Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Look, by spreading this on an agitator there, this takes out oil, grease, pet stains, red wine, lipstick, gum glue, candle wax. Would you say that's whiter than a Colgate smile? Oh, this came out, it? Yeah, Stevie Wonder saw that work to Ray Charles' glasses. Did you see Stevie Wonder a new piano? No. He didn't either. <laughs> but yeah, look, see this, watch this, look, take a look right here. See this mold right here, Dad? You got an epidemic right here on the bricks. Now look, everybody been going green like the Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. You know, you, a lot of your neighbors been loving this stuff. This is how it comes right here. It's in good hands like all state. The only reason why they been loving this stuff, you heard of Prince? Yeah. He liked it for the purple rain. <laughs> watch this right here, Dad. This is my little sister toothbrush because she snagged it. Fucking genius. Watch this right here, Dad. Look, you just go back and forth like a bad argument, right? Now, don't laugh too hard because the neighbors will see this black kid on this knee scrubbing your brick, okay? <laughs> now, they said this remind him of Nicholas Cage is gone in 60 seconds. Oh, oh my right. goodness. Paint me green, call me a pickle. Is that pretty amazing? That's pretty good. Now, just out of curiosity, Dad, because your house is bigger than my church back at home. I oh. thought you was a pastor. <laughs> High five, you blessed. What type of work you do, young fella? I'm in the Marine Corps. Oh my goodness, rough some of this successfully did. Can did you think what eighty and ninety years of hard work and determination we could just become half as successful as you? I thought you was a rapper, did no. you ball on like Jim Jones? No. But did, guess what they call this house back in my neighborhood? What? A community center. And what you got it going on like did you get stunned by B? No. You pretty swole, dude. <laughs> you got more guns than Tom Cruise. <laughs> now, dude, this right here is part of our American Youth Program. Uh-huh. The only reason why half of your neighbors do it is mainly because they want to see me win. Uh-huh. You think I got what it takes to be a comedian? Yeah, that's why we call this HBO. Great. You know what HBO means? If you tell me what HBO means right now, we give you a free spray bottle. You know what HBO means? Homebox Alvis. Help a brother out. <laughs> <laughs> now, did, did all you put in this bottle, see yeah. this white cap right here? Yeah. Unlike Madonna's never been touched. <laughs> all right. I, I wanted to play a quick video. This thing goes on for like freaking six more minutes, but like the kid's genius. Like the way he sells is phenomenal. Like this guy could probably sell somebody a fucking Q-tip. A used Q-tip at that. Like the kid's good. Right. He just he makes them laugh. Fucking answers. Like he's just good. He's funny as fuck yeah is uh, i I mean that kind of selling it's uh it's perfect for the hustle right the way that he's going about that grind like that's that's how you sell that kind of product in that kind of environment if you're selling magazines that's how you sell those magazines if you're the guy knocking on doors trying to sell pest control that's how you do it right like that's that's how you do it right so well went off a little bit track but it's cool thing is about telling the story or any conversation that we have 
every time we talk about something, it's always going to roll into another conversation with something else, right? Uh, that's how it works over here. I, I guess you, I should have called my podcast like ADHD on crack or some shit because that's how we operate here. But I mean, so we're talking about selling Kirby's and stuff like that. You know, I've done things like telemarketing. I've done at home telesales for the UK, but I've also worked for other businesses, right? I've done pizza delivery. I've worked for errands. I've worked for Renner Center. Uh, one of my jobs that led me to where I'm at today, though, is I worked for Service Master, uh, where we did remedies and stuff like that as far as like mold uh, mitigation uh, and stuff. You know, something like that happened in my kitchen. I should have been able to handle a lot better than what I did because, you know, I know that you got to use dehumidifier to uh, suck out the air and stuff like that. Uh, what's this? You'd have to wonder if that dude would be trying to become the next Billy Mays. May he rest in peace. Love this commercials back in the day. Hmm, hmm. I, 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 Billy Mays was dope. Okay, I'm lost. Billy Mays here. I, he was like the ultimate TV sales guy. He was the shit. Was he? Yeah, he was dope. Okay, I'm saying I'm a little lost right now. I hate to say this, if but you I do saw, if you Mays. saw it, you would. I would look him it. up after. I guarantee you'll be like, oh yeah, I totally remember that guy. All right, we'll see. I started my business, worked two jobs, didn't take a check for my business for a year. I literally banked that cash and reinvested it all. Yeah, you know, that's how you got to do it. I've time, heard that you know. story quite a bit from John. Unfortunately, that's not the way I started my business, but I can say I live comfortably with my business and we're working on that. So the business has worked for Service Master and the wife and the sister-in-law at this time. This is uh, before we went commercial-wise. Uh, they were talking about this. I said, hey, let's just start up some." like a residential cleaning company or whatever, or my wife made a joke about it. And I was like, no, that actually sounds like a great idea. And then we came up with a business idea. I'm not going to mention the names of the companies right now because it's a podcast. You never know who's listening. I don't yeah, want to get doxxed, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah, we, two names before what you settled on now, right? Uh, one name. Oh, just one name. Okay. One name. And then we went to where we're at now. So, okay when we started it out it started out as a commercial cleaning and it was literally the wife and the sister-in-law who kind of rolled that out together right at that time as a partnership and my just first time ever trying to run a business not really know where we're going going in blind um i was still working at this time for errands and i wasn't expecting how the business was going to blow up now we did screw up and when i say we screwed up i made the biggest mistake of my life my biggest business mistake I did a Groupon. Fuck Groupon. Okay. So I did a Groupon and Groupon destroyed us, right? I told them how many I wanted sold. And they went well over that number and just over flooded us with so much fucking work that it destroyed us to the point where I had to shut off the phone. We couldn't manage these cleanings. We couldn't do them. We absolutely, there was no way in hell we could get these many cleanings out. And we couldn't hire someone to do the cleanings because it's at such a discounted rate. And the Groupon also takes from that, that the money you make is it's ridiculously nothing. low, right? Nothing. It's almost nothing. It's just to yeah. get your name. At the time, it sounded great, right? But in the end, it was not great. It's like you get a nice little chunk of money, but then you realize the amount of work that has to go into that money. And you're, you're working for like two bucks an hour or some shit. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So like you said, we, we did all right for a while. Um, we had a fallout with my sister-in-law and at that time it's like, okay, well, we're shutting down that business, right? We're, we're done with it. Yep. So we stopped. Well, we, we actually, I'm sorry. 
We continued the name for a little bit longer, and then I got Surge Papers. I did not know there was another business named that out here in the state. Oh, so, really? Yeah, there was. So I got served a cease yeah. and desist order as far as the name goes. Now, mind you, I had it registered as an LLC. It was a limited liability corporation. So I actually went through the process of registering it with the state of Maine. This person had it as a DBA. Hmm. But you know, I said, screw it. You know what? We we went our ways. So let's just start over anyways. Let's change the name of the business, which we did. We changed the name of the business and we are still rocking that name now, eight years later. Um, for those who are listening, no, my business did not fucking fly off the roof right off the bat. I mean, it's still, I'd still like to see it get bigger, but I just can't grow right now. We'll get into that later. Um, we started off doing residential again. Um, I was charging for those who want to know in the cleaning business, you kind of have to come up at that time. We were charging $30 an hour per person. And I always like to send two people out to the job and people were paying it. I was trying to do windows at the time and, and it worked out well at that point, right? Cause we we're just starting out. So doing windows and doing res, uh, residential cleaning was okay. It wasn't hard except for window cleaning was a pain in the ass. Uh, Dude, window cleaning is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's a fucking up, worse. Especially for like houses and vacation homes. God, dude, that it's shit. It's fucking worse. It's so gnarly. <laughs> it's so gnarly. So, right, but I did it and we, we rocked it for a while. And then I want to say three, four, about three years down the road after doing commercial cleaning back and right now, mind you, the business was at to the point it wasn't where it's at now but it kept us alive it kept our bills paid um and all this stuff and i will say at this time we were still getting some help at this point because we weren't making enough to be on our own yet but we were making enough as if i was working at uh as if i was still working at errands or if whatever i was still making enough to live comfortably to the point of with that little bit of help I got contacted by a company and asked if we did commercial cleaning. And I said, well, you would be my first. I definitely want to take a look at the building and, you know, go from there. So we did a walkthrough and I did some research, try to figure out how many had bid this out because I don't know nothing about commercial, commercial cleaning at this point. I, I just don't. So I paid for this app. And I kind of turned the square footage of the building, entered in what we we're doing and it came up with a suggested price. And it's to me at that point, you know, because I absolutely don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I have no clue. I thought it was too high. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get this fucking job. So as you were saying, like, don't undercut your competition. That's what I did. Um, I thought it was too high. So I actually cut that price down by 35%. Needless to say, I landed that gig and it's still a client today. That's right. So am I happy I did that? Yeah. Am I kicking my ass and kicking myself in the ass? I didn't go with the actual bit. It told me to a little bit, but at the same time, this is what kicked us off and realizing, holy shit, commercial cleaning is where it's at. If you bid right, treat your customers right. You can actually do fucking good in it. So here we are eight years later. I've got roughly about seven clients and at that point, seven clients has made it so we live comfortably. We're off everything at this point. Seven years later, we are off everything. We're off any government aid that you can think of that we were collecting, we're off. 
we're doing this on our own now. And that is the most exciting thing. And that's what everybody should look forward to. Anybody. And, and you know, I talk a lot of shit, right? I tell people to stop sucking on the government's tail. I say that a lot, but if I have to say anything, I feel like I have more power myself to say that because I know it can be done. Right. I know it's possible. I know there's some people that can't, I know there's disabled people that absolutely can't. There's people that just physically and mentally can't. I understand that. And yep. for, for that, I agree. Yep. They need the help. They need to survive and thrive. That will help them. But for anybody, like when I was on that shit, when I was living in government housing, I saw people who were dealing drugs, but, and these people that are dealing drugs are making 50, $60,000 a year, almost, if not more. But yet they're sucking so bad in the government tits. Like they had all they're the making that money under the table yeah, by selling drugs. Right. So. And, and they had everything that they needed. They had electronics. They had the fucking nicest cars and they were just sucking the go. It's like, why just get off it? If you're making that money selling drugs, great. Get off the fucking government help. Or I don't know. It just bugs me. Or then I see people like, well, if we can get this for free, why do we need to work? But you're capable of working. Why? That's why it bugs me so much, and that's why I feel like I have more more leeway to bitch even more because I've been there, I've done it, I've seen it, and my wife and I have strived and worked our fucking asses off to be where we at now. My cousin, yep. who you always see here, John Tibbetts, always giving me shit. He helps motivate me sometimes. I mean, granted, I did not do my business the way he did, um, like not collecting a check for a year. Yeah, I didn't do that. Um, the cleaning takes a lot out of us. I mean, granted he does screen printing. It definitely, uh, that's a hard job in itself as well. Yeah, but you guys did it right. I think, I think you guys did it right. You did slow and steady. Um, and you did it right. I think slow I mean, and it's, steady it's and 10 years in the, or eight years, whatever in the making 10 years in the making. So, right. And that the whole government tit thing is like, look, if, if you're in a hard spot and you, and you need the assistance, then it should be assistance. That's it what shouldn't it's become for. a lifestyle. Right. And, um, there's, there's a lot of people that it becomes a lifestyle because, you know, they just, they just get comfortable. And, um, that's, that's the part that's unfortunate because there's a lot of people taking advantage of that. And like we, as taxpayers are the ones who are funding that shit. And, um, and uh, it should be temporary. If you're able-bodied and you're you're mentally and, and physically competent, uh, should be a very temporary thing, you know? Right, exactly. And, and, you know, it's funny when we're talking about taxes. For the first time in my life, last year and this year, I'm actually paying out. I always used to get money back. And I'm actually now starting to pay out going, holy shit, if I'm paying out, that must mean I'm doing something right. Well, I'm doing something wrong because I ain't writing off a lot of shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I got to maybe brushing up our skills on tax law or something. Right. I, I think so. Well, I, this year I, I plan on um, writing off everything, saving every fucking receipt. I've been told that so many freaking times. Um, But I plan on doing it. What do we got here? John Tibbs posted something. Remember, I didn't take a check, but I was working a full time second job. Not many people would commit to that. No. Yeah. You know, it's True. just, it's a matter of having the drive and the dedication, really. If you want to make a change in your life, no one can do it but you. And that's what it really boils down to. My dog is, I may have to end this. I don't know. And why it's going to suck. Like, right? it's going to suck. Oh, it's literally going to suck balls. But if you truly want a change in your life, you have to do it. 
I, and like I said, you don't even have to do anything physical to pull I hear her. your dog. Yeah, I don't. She, the Adriana just put her back to bed and she's going nuts again. I think she's going for anxiety tonight for some reason. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Hold on one sec. Let me let's go to a commercial. Anyways, we're already in an hour, 14 minutes. Get in. A drink. Yeah. yeah, let me turn down the audio. Let me get it over. It's my sorry ass excuse of a commercial, but I'll see what's going on with the dog and we'll be right back. Let me mute everything. What is going on, No Filter Radio Nation? Hey, it's your host here, Marchie. I got some exciting news for you. If you head over right now to nofilterradio.net and click on the Patreon link, here's how you can support the podcast. That's right, $5 off of Patreon. We'll go ahead and Patreon. Patreon. Oh, I'm sorry, Patreon. For $5 a month on Patreon, we'll give you a shout out on one episode each month with your name or help, even a podcast if you run your own podcast. And if you got a business and website you want to get promoted, go to the next level up and $10 a month will get your business website or whatnot right on the show once a month. Or oh, fuck it. If you just want yourself some no filter radio swagger, then that $20 a month will get you some swag every quarter. That's right, t shirt, mini print, poster, and stickers. These are all the ways that you can support us. And if you don't want to do Patreon, we understand. You can also click on the Buy Me a Beer link and donate whatever you choose. And that is it, folks. We're done here. I'm not gonna fucking sell you on this shit. If you wanna support us, support us. If not, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the fucking show because we're taking you on a ride regardless. See you soon. I'm out of here. All right, everybody. We're back. Give me one second. I'm just gonna flip off the mute button here for everything. All right, let me move my mic away from my mouth again. I've learned that my mic, this mic is quite powerful. Um, so I'm excited. My brother should be back in a minute. So the microphone I got, um, I'm still getting used to it just for everybody. Kind of, let me, I got a few podcasters listening right now. Um, let me explain my setup too real quick and then we'll get back to the conversation because I'm still learning this. So I have a Rodecaster pro board, uh, which is a phenomenal switchboard. Um, and then my wife got me for Christmas, the sure SMB seven, uh, microphone or sure SM seven B microphone. And it's such a phenomenal mic. I love it, but I'm still learning it because it's a powerful mic. Um, I think the pup is okay. I think she's just going, she's a little aggravated that she got put to bed and Adrian was playing with her for about an hour. So, um, but yeah, good stuff, y'all. So let's get back to this. I do have Eric Kirk post something. Uh, Mark, you said you're on pay, uh, payroll, get rid of the LLC and change to an S Corp. You'll save a ton of personal money taxes. I will definitely have to look into that. Yeah, because we are definitely doing payroll. And that, that's the other thing, right? Because I'm not going to go too many logistics because you never know who's listening into the podcast. Could I have the government IRS listening? Um, let's just say I did go 100% legal in, in the middle of the year and, and things. Are, it's, it's insane. And now I can understand why businesses do increase their prices. And when people bitch about it, um, now that I'm paying more in taxes uh, every biweekly right now, I see it. I see why businesses have to charge more because you definitely pay more in payroll and people don't see that behind the scenes. Oh, I want more money. That's great. You want more money? That means that extra dollar I give you, I even pay more into my taxes at the end as well. Or that extra $2 I give you, I pay more every check I cut to you. It's insane. 
Yeah. So like it, it, people don't understand that. So anybody who doesn't own a business, doesn't look into owning a business, they don't understand that. Right. Yep. Um, but I'm going to try getting through some of these comments that we got over here in uh, Facebook and Twitch and stuff. And I don't see anything over on Podbean. So I get holy big one. Uh, government's created a system of dependency. Reagan did a young Americans for freedom speech in 1975 predated his presidency. He said something along the lines of people who to no fault of their own can't provide for themselves. We have an obligation to see to it that those individuals need are fully met. Those who are able bodied be given an opportunity to work for their benefits instead of remaining as lifetime recipients of a dole as clients of ever growing welfare bureaucracy. Okay. That's kind of like uh, what the governor of the state of Maine was doing. Um, governor, uh, not not Jana Mills, God, no, I hate her. Um, but <laughs> Paula Page, he made it there. Whereas if you were collecting uh, welfare, you have to work or you had X amount of time to get a job and show that you're working and you, but you were able to keep certain, um, you know, percentage of your welfare as long as you were working. You had to show that you were look physically looking for a job. Um, I do have a pod being comment that you're not going to be able to see on screen. Uh, Michael Key has posted payroll taxes, the biggest scam in the history of the United States. I would agree with that 100%. A lot of them. Fucking property <laughs> tax is a huge scam too. Yeah. I, see, I, I'm probably going to bitch like, more about property tax in the future right now. I don't see it because it's tied into my mortgage. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> I can assure you it's bullshit. So, I um, pay a lot of property tax. How much would you say you pay a year for property tax? Too much. <laughs> too much. Too much. That, that, yep. that, that's fucking. So, yeah, I mean, I don't even really know what it is. Like, I even have to have property, uh, PMI, mortgage, whatever, uh, PMI insurance, whatever. So, I don't really see too much of that, but because it's all tied into my, my mortgage right now. Yeah. But if you break down the math, man, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever I'm sure my mortgage would be like, fucking a hell of a lot cheaper if I was just paying on the mortgage self and not all the extra shit. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, being a homeowner, it was, yeah, let's get back to that real quick. Cause I kind of went off. Did I mention I bought my first home with it? In the uh, business? Yeah. Okay. So I need to say, yeah, after the business started doing good with the whole commercial and stuff like that, my wife and I have we'd been nothing but renting. So we went from government housing, um, when we started doing the residential, we went into renting apartments. We got a government housing, you know, because they control your life in government housing. And that's why I can't see why people don't want to get themselves out of that situation. In government housing, you have yearly inspections. They come in, they inspect your house. And if anything's got to be done or anything's not up to code or it's got to get back up to code, right? They give you an X amount of notice and they come in and disrupt your lives and they come in and do all this work to get the building up to code. I get it's got to be to code. I get understand that. Uh, but here's one thing that really pissed me off in government housing. Maybe that's when it really kicked me and said, we got to get the fuck out of here. My wife and I used to sleep in like you would have fucking believed. <laughs> we used to game all night, sleep in, right? And, three and, children, right? I'm assuming. And three children at this time. And they're running a mock. Oh, you right? had three? We had three at this time. All right. All, all right. right. So, and they were running a mock throughout the house, right? They'd wake up and, and this happened. And when I was a kid, I used to wake up before my mom run a mock in the house while she was sleeping. Well, they were running amok and the construction workers let themselves into our house while my kids are awake, but my wife and I were still sleeping. They came in, used the key and came into my house. Wow. That's uh, interesting. I came downstairs, rip shit, right? I flipped the fuck out on my called housing. I bitched them all this. It, it was just, it pissed me off. And yeah. at that point in turn of life, I was like, we got to get the fuck out of government housing. And that's what we did. We busted our ass. We got a government house. We started renting, but here's the problem. The city I'm in has a lot of dump fucking buildings. 
I ain't gonna lie, they're dumb, but they weren't government houses. We had a couple of nice places we rented, but we also rented quite a bit of dumb places where at one point people on social media, when I posted, oh, we're moving again, we're moving again, they're like, holy fuck, why you keep moving? We keep moving, number one, it ain't our fault. We we're paying rent. We had no issues of rent. We never got evicted. But we did have to freaking move because places got condemned and stuff like that. We just had to go. Porches are falling apart. Yeah. Shit <laughs> falling off through the roof. A like, porch you, cracked. You, dude, you like you lived in some shitty places. We did. I mean, then we rented that million dollar home. Remember Which that? Which was super dope. That yeah. was fucking phenomenal. That was when I was doing a residential cleaning. We worked out a deal with the homeowner because they moved out of it. And he actually agreed instead of selling it, he rented it to us. And we mixed our rent was based off of 50%, uh, it's like 30% knocked off because it was what we charge him for cleaning services on his new place. I was just going to say then, it was someone you were doing work for, yeah, right? Yeah. So we, we the rent was still $1,600 a month though. Yeah. But that's such a good price for what you have. Dude, the fucking thing was on multiple acres. It had an yeah. in-ground pool, heated garage, and it had like, well, hold on, let me count these bedrooms because it was fucking phenomenal. Was there big. was bedroom, seven bedrooms, seven bedrooms, four and a half baths. Uh, it was phenomenal. Like it was beautiful. I was able to go hunting out in the backyard, just fucking go a few for freaking feet into the woods, and I was able to do hunting down there. I loved it. But they decided to sell, and that's fine. So we rented a couple more shit apartments. This is now we're starting to get into commercial cleaning. And then we found this this house that we're living in. We rented this house for two years, and then COVID happened. COVID came down, smacked us back. Actually, we rented for one year. COVID happened during the second year. Uh, we rented throughout that second year, throughout COVID. Uh, and then coming to 2020, 2021, the guy told me, unfortunately, I have to sell. You know, I've got a few things going on in my personal life. And as well as, you know, COVID, he got hit pretty hard. A lot of tenants weren't paying him. We we're the only tenants really paying him. Uh, and he offered us to buy the place. Now, mind you, my credit sucks balls. I'll admit it. My credit was the worst. But here comes the thing. When I'm talking about dedication and the drive that you need to have, when he told me that, I sat there and said, I'm not fucking uprooting my family again. It's not fucking happening. I'm tired of my family have to get up and leave because number one, we were being forced to because of either A, it's being condemned or B, someone's selling the shit. I don't want it to happen. So I went and figured out how to fix my fucking credit. I found a company, paid a, money, a decent amount of money to fix my fucking credit. I got my credit score to need to, need to be where it's at. And then I also had to figure out something else. How do I make more fucking money to show on paper to freaking get this place? So I took advantage of COVID. I, I can't say I took advantage of COVID. I used it to my advantage. And I started offering a service of COVID-19 spraying, disinfecting, going through and spraying places. And I took that and I drove it to the fucking bank. And with that money, it boosted our income from when I went to a mortgage. So I got my credit boosted, got the money where I needed to be because we were, we were already paying rent without doing this. But of course, banks want, they, they don't want to see that. They want to see finances, right? So I busted balls. Dude, let me tell you what. There was days that I was working straight fucking starting at, I think we started at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I wasn't getting done until 4.35 o'clock in the morning. 
because I was going around doing all this freaking COVID spraying crap. And then I was doing all my other regular commercial clients throughout it. I was pulling doubles because I wanted this fucking house. And so anybody can start a business. Anybody can buy a house, but they have to have the drive and the dedication to succeed. Um, I do have, they have to be willing to be very uncomfortable. Yes, they, they gotta be. And, and I do bitch a lot. I will admit it. And John will be the first if I can put it on here. I bitch on social media, right? Dude. I bitch on, <laughs> I bitch like you wouldn't believe. And I'm sure Tibbetts bitches too. You know what I mean? Right. He like, just doesn't he, do it publicly. He, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. People bitch. Right. And it's like, you can complain all you want, but what, what matters at the end of the day is that you fucking, you grind it out that's what matters like people can talk and talk but if they're not grinding it out then right you know now yeah. speaking of grinding i did um tim is probably gonna be shit about it later i did uh we were we were cleaning his place at one point his uh commercial building but i had to stop mm -hmm. and the only reason why i stopped unfortunately number one because this is when i did finally switch over to payroll and I had an employee leave me because they it was one I had two employees and with two employees everything was running uh, fully operational everything was running smooth but he left me to become a professional gaming sh streaming gamer or whatever how's that working out though I guess he's doing quite well now he's actually making bank so you know credit to him oh. for doing chasing his dream right yeah, uh, but it fucked me, but it is it what it is. You, right? yeah. It fucked me. <laughs> it pissed me off. Uh, you know, I did my bitching on that, but at the same time, I did have to drop a client because here I am now doing payroll and realizing how much it is to drive out to this certain town in Maine and to all my other clients, the big spread that it was and how much I was paying. Now, could have I increased the price? Yes. But at the same time, I'm looking at how, what time we're getting done now with just two people versus three. And did it seem plausible as far as our bodies go? Because my employee who works with me now, he does have back issues, but he's fucking, dude, he bangs it out. He's out right now with COVID. He, I think he's finally coming back this week. Um, but he banged it out, right? He, he does a phenomenal job. That's why I keep giving him raises. Every, every year or every six months, he's getting a raise because he kicks ass. Now, if he gets his license, he'll probably get another raise, but he's going to get his license. <laughs> But, hey, but that's that goes to that carries on to what we were saying last night. You know, you gotta, it's what you really bring to the table, and it's uh, it's no disrespect to anybody. It's just like how much, how much of an asset are you to the business that you that you work for, right? So we're gonna get uh, for everybody on TikTok that's watching. We will come back live here in about uh, thirty seconds after going dead air. I just have to kick the feedback up. We're gonna uh, drop here soon. It's not our fault. The app that I use to broadcast from my computer does drop us after an hour and a half, and then I just have to re-engage it. Um, now that that's how it's get back. So yeah, we were talking about that, and I really wish that people, if you did not listen to la uh, last night's podcast, please uh, go back and listen to it. It was a great show. Uh, mm -hmm. We had some fun in that one. That was very fun. We watched some fucking videos that made you freaking crack up, and then we went all seriousness on talking about businesses and how people have to work hard for what they want to be and they have to show dedication even for business even for employees they're talking about raises and making money we talked about that but it was because that elon guy yeah elon not, not, not the musk but elon <laughs> van vinder winkle or some shit. Um, <laughs> yeah he was talking about capitalism being broken and the system being broken and it's just not um i mean there's motherfuckers like that dollar sign empire these dudes are literally walking in the street building a fucking business so, that's fucking awesome now they're doing it online. Well, look at Mr. Beast. What was I talking to you about earlier? He makes three million a month. 
Yeah, but again, that that guy is a you can't like I don't want to use those guys as examples. But you, you kind of have to though $3 because dollars a month that's extreme. Like right, that is extreme. But you have five hundred grand a year. Like I want to talk about a dude that drives a Toyota Corolla, but his house is paid off and he's got a nice chunk in the money and like he's driving around in a two thousand six Corolla with one hundred and thirty thousand on it. But like he could buy that Maserati if he wanted right, to. Right, but you those you gotta, are the guys. Those are the guys you want to talk about, right? But you do have to kind of acknowledge Mr. Beast and look at this guy who took advantage of the YouTube situation and made bank off of it, and he's doing a lot of good. That's why I give him credit because but he that was is timing on investing. his part too. You know, it I was mean? timing. Like that was there's a lot of YouTube channels, a lot of them, and ninety nine percent of them are making dick. So like, and it's like, it's, it's okay to use this guy as an example, but like, you're a business owner, right? You're right. not, you're not sitting on $6 million, $10 million, but like you're, you're living comfortably now for, for having a family with five children. Right. Right. So it's like your lifestyle is desirable to a lot of people. So it's like, Mr. Beast is dope. And these like, there's a dude making 500 grand picking up shit. Right. That's fucking phenomenal. Right? Like, I don't need to talk. I don't need to. There's like eight year old fucking YouTube kids making $8 million a year from unboxing toys. Like, oh, Ryan. Great. But Ryan. like, but see, like to me, that doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me. I'm a 39 year old male. Like I'm not a fucking eight year old kid. Unboxing. See, that kind of resonates like, me as a parent that my kid watches Ryan. Like it's kind of funny, right? right. Who would have thought in the right but again, mind? But again, that's a Mr. Beast example. Right. How many other parents are trying to do that same thing? Oh, tons and, now. And having zero success. It's time. So it's, like, it's time. But that goes back to what we were talking about, though, as far as MLM marketing, right? It's the same yeah, thing as far as social timing, media, right? right? It's timing. It's timing and grabbing on to that niche before anybody else does. The exactly. person that comes like the guy who sold the fucking temporary tattoo on his forehead beat yep. me to it even though i did permanent on the back of my neck he was the yep. first one ever to do this he made bank i came right. in probably fourth fifth first or whatever right first, first to market, market. Right? that's yeah. why i didn't make as much as him it's always who comes out first in the market for this niche and fucking just slays it you or said who, what kind of business you have right i did say commercial cleaning yeah okay so i just didn't like, mention the name you're not you're not you're not the first commercial cleaning company in Southern Maine. God, no. You're right. So it's like, so that's, this is kind of what I'm wanting to talk about. Like okay. you don't, you don't need to be, you don't need to uh, disrupt a market. You don't need to be the first to market. You don't need to have some new groundbreaking technology. I sell flooring, bro. Like the flooring I sell is, is we're not a super recognizable brand, but we make a shitload of money as a company you make a fair amount of money as a company. So it's like, it doesn't need to be fancy. You don't need to be the first to market. You don't need to be Mr. Beast making $3 million a month. There's, there's a lot of ways for, for regular folks out there, including this Elon Van Vinderwinkel, who's a CNC <laughs> machinist, allegedly, right? He can make, he's, if, if he's really a machinist and he knows computer programming, like there's, there's a lot of opportunity for people right now you probably hear my dogs are you hearing my dogs right now that must be what i'm hearing yeah i was just, was just like the scratching yeah okay 
I'm like, is that my fucking computer chair? I'm like, listen, I'm here. No, it's my dogs. <laughs> they're both, they're getting fired up and I have hardwood floors in here and they're starting to wrestle. Uh, um, but yeah, you don't need, you don't need groundbreaking technology or earth shattering first to market market disruption. You don't like there's dude picking up poop. There's commercial cleaning. There's any, literally any, you could sell anything and make a damn good living right and your personality matters too you can't be a person go yeah bro no you can't be you, you can't be frumpy mcfrumple style no you no, can't that's not gonna work negativity like, doesn't sell positivity sells positivity sells even just it's like i'm not that like overwhelmingly positive salesperson but i'm but i'm authentic Right. Like I'm genuine. I'm, I'm who I am when I'm on the phone, I'm talking exactly how I'm talking right now to you and to everybody. Right. And, and it comes off as genuine because it's, this is fucking who I am. And, and you treat people like humans, right? That's like people do business with people they know, like, and trust. So you have to just, you have to be yourself and hopefully you're not a piece of shit and you probably have a couple of friends. So if you have a couple of friends, just be genuine and like that personality will shine through and you can you can open up any kind of business and you can you can sell whatever you need to sell and I you promise and you like, can have a business have a conversation with anybody on the other side of the political fence and i kind of want to jump back to that because i want to point yeah, out, i want to yeah. point out a fact that i have a lot of liberal clients who know where i stand politically yeah and they still pay for me because it's not where i'm at politically it's who i am as a person Right. And, and that's the one thing our country seems to forgetting about. And it's great that we can tie that into that. That's what our country's forgetting about right now. We're stop. We're not looking at people as a person anymore. We're separating as a politically, where they're at politically or where they're at mask wise or where they're at vax wise versus looking at them as a person. And that right there frustrates me the most. I'm sorry, yeah, that, that went off topic, but it, it really it really boils down to, as a person, like I said, I've got liberal clients, and I've even, so, <laughs> here's a story for you. During election, I sent one of my liberal clients, who may also is very anti-gun, uh, um, I didn't send him a gun meme, but I sent him the meme of Hunter Biden snorting coke off a hooker with a laptop in it. I sent it to the client. I was like, oh shit. By mistake? Was it an error? It was by it was by error, right? I, I oh, meant shit. to send it to you. You're trying to send it to me. I was trying to send it to you and I sent it to oh, my client. Man. So <laughs> I seen the shit you sent me, so that's pretty fucking right. Good. So I'm like, oh fuck. What the fuck did I do? So I, I sent the client a message and said, listen, I just sent you a meme. I do apologize. I did not mean to send this to you. I don't I don't get political with my clients. I said, I apologize. He responded back, no worries. He goes, I didn't even look at it and I won't look at it. He goes, no worries, man. He goes, I get it. I'm like, fucking thank God. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, oh, shit. You I'm like, could this? At it, oh, he definitely looked at it. And yeah. I'm like, is this the end right here? Did I just lose this client? And then I'm like, okay, good. So my political stance did not rub off on him. It's my personality. The person I am, I treat them like people. I don't treat them like clients. I, I treat them like a friend. When I'm in People, there, yeah. when we have issues, great. Let me know the issues. We'll resolve the issues. Let's work it out. Don't drop it because let's figure Let's figure out a resolution before we get all angry. And that's like, so when I say that too, let's talk about another episode when 
I had a client, and now mind you, it makes me kind of think my client was a little shady at this place. I had, an, I had another client where an employee stole. Are they from still? A, are they still a client? No, they're not. Fuck them then. <laughs> but here's the thing, like, so I had an employee steal from them. They were stealing fucking bowls, like soup bowls, chowder bowls. There was chowder. They were stealing chowder bowls, <laughs> uh, alcohol, and shit like this. And I got it brought up to me by another employee. Mind you, these employees aren't with me anymore, but another employee brought it up to me and said, yo, you might want to check out. So I called them a client. As soon as I got notification, I called the client up and said, listen, I got notification that an employee is stealing from you. Can I come over and we check the cameras? I was told it happened last night. Yeah, yeah, come on over. So we went through and we looked at the camera and I saw it. I said, okay, great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the police right now. We're going to file a police report. We're going to press charges against this. I, I don't stand for this. This is my company name on the line right now. It's my integrity. I do not stand for this. So, no, no, you don't have to make a phone call. I don't want it to be bad in your business name. Number one, how is it bad in my business name? I called you up, got told you, I got notified it's happening. I notified right. you. I came right down here, and now I'm willing to call the police and file a report on this employee and get it taken. No, no, no. But it just shows that, you know, if I get was a word. That, was that the end of the that business relationship? Uh, about a month afterwards, it was. Okay. So I'll probably gave enough time. You write out so. the month or whatever. Yeah. And and, and I don't see why, because got I was willing back. to work with them. We got the troll back. We get yeah. them out of here again. Oh, I just put them up on the screen. So, yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know, blows my mind. So the moral of the story really is, people, if you want to start a business, if you're currently working at McDonald's or if you're working at a gas station or you're working as a cashier, but you don't want to do that and you want to do the business, you can absolutely fucking do it. If you're living on government assistance, collecting TANF, food stamps, well, fucking anything, Medicare and all that fun jazz, and you want to get off of it, you can. But the only person that can make that happen is you. Mm -hmm. Nobody else can do it for you but you. Take the advice from friends and family that may help you out along the way, but only take the positive advice don't take the negative advice unless it's critiquing because Gary's going to go ahead and he's already about ready to say something. If it's a critique, go ahead, Gary, go for it. No, finish your thought. Finish your thought. <laughs> if they're critiquing it, then yes, take that critiquing advice. But at the same time, there's only one person that can change your future, and that's you. If you would have taken the advice of some of the family members, you never would have started any of your businesses. That is true. Right, because everybody kept seeing you try, 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 quote unquote, fail, fail, fail. And they kept thinking that you were like a failure, right? right. We know who I'm talking about when I was saying that there was people right. calling you a failure. And I was the one backing you up saying, I think that what he's doing is really smart because he's trying. And every time he, he fails, he learns a something and he can bring that to the next attempt, right? Right. But like, as I was saying earlier, uh, when we were talking before the podcast, it was um, if if somebody's got an idea, like, OK, first of all, if if somebody wants a job, there's an ungodly amount of jobs right now for salespeople. There is inside sales, outside sales, whatever. If if you if you you think you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to try to do a thing, get a job in sales for one to two years. Like if if you can sell 
a product for a company that's already existing. It's already gone through the hard part and your job is to just continue the growth of that business. That is the easiest way to figure out how to make a cold call, to open up dialogue with a stranger, um, talk about presenting a product or service that may or may not be a fit and to go through that process and to onboard business, manage the business and to continue the grind. Do that for one to two years and whatever you learn, take that to your own project and like the odds of you being successful are going to be significantly higher. Not everybody's got the tenacity like you to like try and try and try and try and try and just project after project after project. You don't need to like you can get into sales, get a job for a company. You might end up making one hundred and twenty thousand dollars with a, a 40 hour a week job and you don't want to start your own business. And you, there's a lot of introverted people who crush it in sales. So, right. Um, personality matters, but. Everybody's got the ability to have a conversation and take failure as a take failure as a lesson. Hell yeah. Don't take failure as the ending of your road. Nope. Never do that because if you it's do that, process. you're never going to succeed. I mean, you yeah. guys, uh, when I was doing this list, it was kind of funny because I did number it out. Hmm. The same counting. Every time how you fail, you're learning a something. Yeah. I, I never counted how many businesses I've worked for. I mean, I did work for one business for like seven years of my life, but in that time frame, I'm 42 now. Okay. So I'm 42. Mind you, I had my kid, my first son when I was 20 years old. Okay. Did you hear that? No. All right. So I had my first kid when I was 20. Okay. I'm 42 now. I've worked multiple businesses. I tried running eight businesses that failed until I got to the business where I'm at now. Let mm -hmm. that sink in. It definitely takes time, but you can get it done. Uh, right. Gary, did you get my message? text text nope but as far as uh things go people just keep pushing negative sir oh shoot i sent that to the wife <laughs> so i meant to send that to you um so i'm gonna send that to you real quick because we're gonna have an issue here if i don't okay so your wife is like what the fuck are you doing bro yeah need to say though uh, but okay yeah can you do that so uh sales so basically what it comes down to is like especially right now like with the economy being the way it is um things are things are chaotic things are up in the air uh there's a lot of people who are unemployed right now but i think as with any chaotic moment in history there's there's more opportunity that is really available to people than what they really want to try to acknowledge. I know a lot of people right now who are in uh, sales roles, inside sales and outside sales. And almost every one of these companies is hiring that I know people for. And this could be anything from software to, uh, to a cleaning company similar to, to yours, Mark, um, or, or literally any kind of company. They need salespeople. They need people to, to make phone calls, to go knock on doors and to onboard new business. It's a grind. It's a challenge, but you're going to learn a lot about yourself, about business, about people, um, how to open new conversations, how to hold these conversations. And, um, 
I think it's good for people to to even have that kind of job just in general builds character but there's a lot of opportunity right now um in america and around the world even though everything is is in shambles so to speak it's it's pretty chaotic things are seemingly broken right now but i i do think there's a lot of opportunity and um, i think there's a lot of really capable people who underestimate themselves and their their capabilities of not only being really good at sales but just really good at business in general because introverted people tend to do better at least in my experience most people that i know who are low-key really really good at sales and business are introverts it's not the guy that's or the girl that's like super bubbly and outgoing yeah, they're going to do good and all, but it's the introverts, it's the thinkers, it's the people who pay attention to the details, who ask the difficult questions. Um, you guys and girls are the ones that, from my 20 years experience of paying attention, tend to do really good. So don't don't think that your personality is, unless you're like a frumpy McFrumpelstein, um, you know, I think everybody's personality can be very successful in in business in general not just sales just in business so i think a lot of people cut them uh, sell themselves short and it, maybe it's because of insecurity or whatever but i think everybody is very very capable of being successful in business ladies and gentlemen that is gary g for you kicking it out <laughs> just a just a just a bunch of hot air brother hey that's good man it's good to get out of hot air right yep yep so I, I do want to say, uh, number one, this podcast tonight was completely different uh, than what we normally would do, but I'm glad we did do it. Uh, I do have a couple other shows that are coming up lined up. I want to give everybody a quick heads up on that as well. I am right now working out the schedule details with an individual that uh, has gone. Here's another successful story, actually, that has went from the lowest of addiction to now working in a halfway house to help others to recover, who's fully recovered and gained their life. Um, so that is awesome. Yeah, I just got a text message from the wife asked me what. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to where you know who's recovered their life fully to now got their own place, is married, and you know is living the best of their life. So that's going to be a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal discussion. Sorry, guys. I can't. I I hate trying to record a podcast and get text messages. Right, I throws just got off, a text. Huh? It does throw you off. I just got a text message from my wife telling me she just whacked her head off the damn door on the ceiling. So, <laughs> at one of the accounts, they have a basement door uh, that hangs a ceiling door that hangs down. So if you're not paying attention, you can walk right into. Oh, dude, it hurts uh, like hell. Yeah, I've done it multiple times. <laughs> when you're not, if you don't expect to have a fucking impact and you get one it, it can it hurt worse yeah yeah man <laughs> those are not fun charge your neck or your uh yeah now back to hurt, back to where was that what was i talking about now shit that's what i hate the most it throws you off mm. do you remember what i was talking about if i was paying attention to what you were saying i probably would have remembered Fuck you 
But yeah, we're so we got something coming up to talk about addiction no, and recovery. Tonight's podcast vanilla. was yeah. a little bit different. We wanted to. It, it was definitely a little bit different than what we normally are. We went off beat, but that's fine. That's what I want to do with No Filter Radio. I want to surprise you guys about what we're going to come out with. I don't want to always talk about politics. I don't always want to talk about culture issues. I don't always want to talk about the good old Rona. I want to talk about other we found things. found a couple of ways to sneak politics. In yes, we do. We definitely do. We always do, though. That's the thing about this, right? I could have a show where I invite anybody and their brother on. And we will always turn around and have something that comes and says, wait, where, let's talk fuck? about this. Sorry, where did Justin go? I don't know. Justin, like, didn't what? even say goodbye. Like, he didn't give he us a comment. He shut it off and said, fuck you guys. Yeah, he, he didn't give us a comment. DC of reaching us around before he fucked us and peaced yeah, out. I mean, it's yeah. horrible, right? He is a dick. Right. Justin, we're calling you a dick tonight. You ditched us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, y'all, stay tuned. Uh, I've got some other surprises coming underneath my belt that I'm working out right now. That's all I'm going to say on that point. Uh, but I do want to get this out there again because this show is important to me as far as the one I want to do. I am looking for anybody who has served in the United States military who has fought in any of the recent wars that's currently suffering from PTSD and wants to talk about 22. I would like you on the show. I would like to raise more awareness about the 22. And for those who are wondering what I'm saying when I mention the 22, which I don't think there's anybody that doesn't understand 22, but if you don't, 22 is the number of veterans who commit suicide daily and is a number that that is even greater now than what it was when 22 started. That number is even higher now, uh, but it's something that needs to be talked about and make more aware about. So I do want to talk about those. So for anybody who has a family member who is a veteran that is suffering from PTSD, please have them reach out to me. I would like to get a show on that. Um, otherwise, Next, the next show that we record will be next week. I am taking tomorrow off from podcasting and I will be video gaming. Damn. Yeah. You know, we've done two podcasts. We were able to do one on Sunday. So it helps me uh, get a day. Saturday. Uh, a Saturday. Wait, today's Sunday? Today's Sunday. Holy but we did the fuck, extra one lost. yesterday. <laughs> right. So I lost days. Shut up, Gary. <laughs> okay, get your head in the game, dude. My, my head is in the game. What the fuck? You're thinking of tomorrow's game is what you're doing. See, you got the witch laughing now. Why did you just get the witch laughing, dude? Is that one of the new files? Is that one of your new audio files? No, I, I haven't. The I got to work on that. Appropriate. Come on. Oh, what, is this one more appropriate? That sounds like a bedroom activity, right? Yeah, definitely. Be like, hey, baby, you want some freakiness? Okay. So I actually have somebody listening to Podbean. Uh, they said they're a veteran, no combat, no, PT, no PTSD, but attempt, uh, did attempt suicide. Sounds That's like right. there was some PTSD perhaps in the past. You know, right. I mean, uh, something in there. Didn't, didn't, you know. Right. That might be a, an interesting conversation if he's willing to share his experience. Very well. Uh, uh, grass has been, uh, feel free to send me an email. If you'd like to talk about, uh, that at Mark G at nofilterradio.net. I haven't given out that email in a while, but Mark G at nofilterradio.net is my email. If anybody does want to get on the show, feel free to email me. Um, you can also go to the website at nofilterradio.net. We do have a contact us page on there along with all of our social media contacts. Um, yeah, I haven't played my public service announcement tonight, but that's all right. The, the, That'll be uh, next next week's show. I'll play my phone. It's been a while since everybody's heard that. But Gary, I did. I'm not sure if I played this emotional one for you lately. But for me? yeah, emotional. Damn it! That's for me. That's for you. All that, right. That, that, that's your sound file. 
that's my sound file all yeah. right because i get why because i get pissed all the time yeah because you get pissed all, all right. the time. All right. i get fired up yeah and, and, and when you piss me off i i do have a new one for you all right see folks we're getting ready to end that's why i'm doing all the stupid shit now but <laughs> so the new audio file i got for you <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> that's a pretty funny one. oh fuck i love that one all right everybody but it has been a great show gary i definitely appreciate you coming out and i'm looking forward to your podcast when you're ready to start talking about it yep uh, yeah. i'm I, we're, we're, we're building gonna, we're building that's so good once we're ready we'll uh we'll, we'll start talking it. about it on here yep to start yep. pushing it for you get people to yeah. start tuning in Yep. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. I, I noticed I'm seeing a lot of workout videos on the Insta. Is that where it's going to be focusing on though? Uh, it's where we're kicking off. Okay. Cool beans. All right, everybody. I was trying to get open up a little bit more. We'll, uh, no, it's we'll, good. It's good. Yeah. So we're going to, we're, we're going to we'll go ahead and kick off the show. Now I want to appreciate everybody who's tuned in, especially everybody on TikTok, everybody on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Twitter, all that good jazz. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Stand by for next week when we should have a phenomenal show. Maybe I'll have one of those surprise shows coming up for you guys. Then, uh, Gary, TikTok did not kick us out tonight. So you never ended at the, I never ended. We are still live on TikTok. Very interesting. Right? So I wonder what happened last night at that. Or the night but before. That was, that was like exactly at an hour and a half. Yeah, it was both night. both times. Yeah, we both at an hour and 30 minutes. But TikTok did mm -hmm. not kill us. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> All right, everybody. Just have to pay attention to that and figure right? it out. Watch that out. So TikTok, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check out our social media contacts over at nofilterradio.net. You'll hear all that information coming up on this outro. Thank you again for tuning in. And we are out of here. Stand by for information. You've been listening to No Filter Radio. We live in an awesome country that provides freedom of speech. And this show obviously takes full advantage of that. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. And we hope you had fun along the way, too. We know we did. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, get everything you may need at nofilterradio.net. That's nofilterradio.net. Till next time, give them hell. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, to Apple iTunes, and stuff like that, make sure you comment on the podcast. Rate me. If you leave a bad one, I'll respond. I'm ending the broadcast now. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in. We're out of here.